Welcome to Teeth and Typefaces. Excrement writers articulate. <laughs> we will go around the room and introduce ourselves by name only. I'm not going to make you list your qualifications, um, mostly because there are a bunch of us here. Uh, so we'll start with you. Hi, I'm Fugue. Hi, I'm DJ. JD. Night Eyes Dayspring. Mike Yoni. Mog Moogle. Snipple. Significant Otter. Aaron Quinn. Stugpaw. Giannis J. Wolf. Okay. And I'm Sparf. All right. Okay, it was a good podcast. Good night, everybody. <laughs> um, that's it. We've proved that we all exist in one place. If this hotel fell into the sea right now, um, furry fiction would take a hit that uh, I don't think it could withstand. Um, not because of me, because of everybody else. <laughs> the all collective. Right. The collective. We are the collective. You will be assimilated. Um, so you, you were so, uh, to go back to what was going on before the recording was turned on. Um, I have uh, an article, and I keep a printout of this article. And it was an article. I don't remember if it was in the Atlantic or if it was somebody's blog. The title of the article is "50 Years of Stupid Grammar Advice," <laughs> <laughs> and it was written to coincide with the grand celebrated 50th anniversary of the elements of style. <laughs> and it, yes, that is the correct reaction. This man knows what's up. Doesn't Strunk Shame! Why do you want from me? White, White Yodi is sadly no longer with us. We, we do not know <laughs> we do not know what led to the accident that saw him encased in concrete. Dad? <laughs> or how that concrete block found its way into the Pittsburgh River on fire. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll just be walked down Penn Avenue with one of us ringing a bell behind him. Shame! Shame! The, the problem with that is that this is Pittsburgh. This is Anthrocon weekend. Anytime anything we do like that is just going to be like, yeah, people are going to be like, don't you belong inside the convention? Or, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that over? Like, didn't, didn't it? Is this someone's kink? <laughs> well, it is now, thank you. <laughs> quantum internet theory. Yoni's like, why are there parade checks? Quantum, quantum fetish theory. Have you guys heard of quantum fetish theory? Okay, quantum fetish theory. Uh, the mathematician might appreciate this. Oh, gosh. <laughs> quantum fetish theory says that if you, if you speak of or imagine too vividly a fetish, three websites appear spontaneously on the internet devoted to it. <laughs> it's also known as G-string theory. <laughs> now, now, here's a question about quantum fetish theory. If someone's kink is kink shaming, how do you not kink shame their kink? I just blew your mind. There's not enough alcohol in this glass. But for those for the for those who are imbibing of alcohol, many of us are drinking a uh, a, a a fine fine beverage uh, called Writer's Tears, and uh, that was brought to us by JD. And uh, God bless you. Uh, and God bless your parents for picking it up because it's uh, only sporadically available. Um, I have to go into D.C. to find it, and I don't know what liquor stores to go to where I won't be murdered. Um, <laughs> so in response to that, I had to bribe an otter to take it to RAR because I wanted to try it. So right. it's not in Ohio. Uh, I had yeah. to get my parents to pick it up on their way down to see me from Pittsburgh uh, to bring it to uh, RAR for TJ. So the trick is just to get everyone's parents to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so your that's parents give you alcohol by the case? 
No, that's, 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 that's a bottle. That or we're gonna we're gonna go back to like the West Coast and be like, it's everywhere. Yeah. This is where all of it is apparently. So uh, we haven't looked for it. So I don't know. We haven't looked for anything. Well, yeah, that's a good point. No, you, you don't. Yeah, you, you don't drink, and we don't need you don't need it in the house. You don't need to add things to your house right now, except yeah. the house. Oh, <laughs> a roof would be nice. Yeah, a roof, some walls. My my kingdom for a roof. Yeah. <laughs> poor you, poor bastard. Um, yeah. There's there's this weird magnification of things that happens, like, but when cool people move places, like there were cool people and cool people move into a house and the house has problems and it takes a long time to get them fixed and then cool people divide and when you divide of course you split the atom and when you split the atom you create more energy and that energy has to go somewhere so then when you know half of a collective moves to another place that the concentrated fuck you <laughs> <laughs> like soaks into the walls apparently yeah or the roof yeah actually a lot of things soak into the roof at this point oh. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, it's 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 this bizarre sort of like it's not karma. It's not karma because karma's deserved. Um, so in, in in the long run, it'll wind up theoretically being a good thing. But for right now, you know, we'll just deal with it. In any case, in any case, the this con's been a blur, and I haven't even had that much to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I drank I drank with the badger briefly in the in the undisclosed location. Oh. Um, that was, but so. What was he? Yeah, yes. yeah. Our 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 adopted badger barrister. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 if if you guys follow him on Twitter, like his profile, if you read his his, his furry profile, it there's a, there's a line in there, and it's like it, it it's slowly inching its way toward furry. So it said like of like four weeks, five weeks ago, it said, "I don't know, guys. I just don't know." <laughs> Then it changed to check back after Anthrocon. Currently, it says sliding towards the inevitable at Anthrocon. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you don't know that's what he's talking about, that sounds ominous. <laughs> well, realize he already has a Dakimakura made of him. What? Oh, yes. Uh, he has a suit. Of his character, yes. There's yeah. a, a Dakimakura. Yep. Oh, it's a trend, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to just... mostly. I'm not trying to be funny. Actually, not even mostly. It's not a garment on. Okay. <laughs> it's a single garment. Like a yeah. garment kind of thing? That there's a version without it. <laughs> I'm sure someone's made a personal version without it. <laughs> this does not surprise me. Welcome to the fandom. Yes. When I, uh, uh, there, was, there was someone who I kind of know in passing, and they were like, they were like, oh yeah, I saw him. He's hot. Like, <laughs> You do not touch him. <laughs> <laughs> he is a pure and sweet thing, and he belongs to all of us. And you leave him alone. Um, and, and, and Boozy, if, if you're listening and cackling at this point, um, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> I, Although his yeah. friend Captain Eyebrows is completely free reign. We're getting out on the table right now. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Cap- Captain Eyebrows. <laughs> oh. Hello. <laughs> if you're listening to this, me. <laughs> God, I hope the levels don't suck on this. <laughs> We're going to find out in like a few days. Uh, yeah, maybe a week. Well, it'll be longer than a week because I, I go home tomorrow evening or sometime whenever we get done hanging out with, with Ash and, and Heoka and, and Giannis here. And um, we have no time constraints. We're just going to drive whenever and uh, try to miss rush hour in DC. 
And when we get home, we're home on July 4th, and we're not leaving the house. <laughs> and then we fly to Phoenix in July. Yeah, better yeah. you than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's, a, there's a comedian I loved who, who has sadly passed on. Uh, if you've ever heard of him, his name is John Panette. He was he was such a sweetheart. He was I mean on stage he's you know how like um, like fluffy is all about like oh I'm fluffy I'm not fat oh he's like oh you're my favorite people I want to take you all to a buffet <laughs> <laughs> but he had a thing where he said he said I so I hate the heat and I'm a big fat guy so I moved to Las Vegas. <laughs> And I said, it's 125 degrees in the shade. And they said, well, at least it's a dry heat. Oh yeah, that's what they're gonna be saying when they roll me into the ambulance. It's a dry heat, Mr. Panette. <laughs> that's me. I am, yeah. I am, the heat and I don't agree. If it wasn't for the fact that there's a really high cute tiger quotient in DC, I wouldn't live there. <laughs> I would live north. I would. Go into. I would go live in Maine, because at least in Maine I could run the risk of running into either Stephen King or Cat Valenti on the street, and then my life would be better. Ah, uh, you wouldn't run into either of those folk. You'd move to the town where the ancient burial ground had been on the mountaintop where the ghost had died. And I don't know how a ghost dies, but sometimes they do. <laughs> and the devil haunted you and uh, wanted revenge on the people who had uh, the three boys that had killed it with switchblades. Uh, five years ago today, we uh, yeah. we drove nine, we drove <laughs> yeah. nine hours on the main turnpike. You can't go nine hours. We were in Russia. <laughs> I was just gonna say, Canada. Um, please don't run into Stephen King. That's already happened. And it was oh, a bad oh, thing. Oh, oh, he that the person who ran into him got a nice like two hundred dollar payday when he bought the van and had it demolished to make himself feel better. That's actually a true story. Um, the, the van that hit Stephen King was crushed at Stephen King's request. I, I don't know. I don't know. Awful. It was, I would say, slow. And then it was kind of like, okay, I'm getting to a payoff. I'm getting to a payoff. I, no, I'm not getting to a payoff. I'm getting to the horror equivalent of blue balls. So, uh, yeah. What book? What book? From a view of eight. Oh, that's the one he wrote after? I don't know how no, soon after. It was, it was like... I don't remember if it was before or after. It might have been a few years after, and I don't think it was really related that much to the accident, but uh, uh, someone's on the knowledge box looking it up. It's just, it has some cool scenes that just don't lead up to much. Is it another haunted car like Christine? Kind of. It's not like Christine, though. The, the car is like a dimensional portal, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, published September 24th, 2002. So I think that would have been pre-accident. I think it, that would have been pre-hit. No, because Monkey Bone came out well I after think, the accident. I think that it was, was hit in 1999. Because okay. he was in Monkey Bone. Yeah. I, okay, who knows what Monkey Bone was? Oh, I did. Nope. Oh, yes. it was a Brendan Fraser movie. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. So, now, some people are not admitting it very well. <laughs> no, no, no. I am, this is bringing shame upon myself and ten generations of my ancestors. I have seen Monkey Bone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. It's I not shame upon your ancestors until you admit to enjoying it. No, no. I will, okay, I will admit to enjoying terrible shit. Okay, I own Mario Brothers. I own Street Fighter. Mario Brothers is Of awesome. course! Of course! 
I love both of those. I accept that they're not good. I love them. Masters of the Universe isn't even that bad a movie if you just forget that it's He-Man for a while. <laughs> like, it's it's a good secret. It's, it's right up there with... Okay, it's Krull. Like, it's Krull with licensed characters. I like Krull. <laughs> okay. I like Krull, because that's the sort of D&D campaign I always wanted to have, and I never got to play D&D, because I didn't find out about D&D until I was, like, you know, 13 or something. And, of course... Being in um, in By God, Virginia, there's there's actually a place called By God, Virginia. See, if you divide the state, uh, excuse me, the Commonwealth of Virginia into two triangles, you see, there are a big triangle, there are a big triangle, and there are a little triangle. I lived in the bottom of the little triangle. I, I used to drive to school at college later, Seven miles, well, 30 miles across the line. Seven miles to go to the shopping mall. We were about two years behind on everything, at least. So my mother bought into the old satanic panic. That D&D was of the devil. And my mother's not particularly religious and never has been. We didn't go to church. (laughs) The only times I went to church was at the Assembly of God church with my aunt. Anybody know what Assembly of God is? I was raised Pentecostal. Okay, so you're familiar enough. <laughs> um, this was not actually like related to the um, the like the full communion, like the all the various assemblies of God. It was just kind of based on it. Um, there were a lot of tambourines. It was the fanfic version. It was the fanfic. <laughs> there were a lot of tambourines and guitars in the service, like, but like, it, it, was, it was yeah, no, it was it really was the fanfic version. And okay, yeah, it was Puckett. He was confirming something, but go. Yeah, okay. So the big version of Assembly of God. Oh yeah. So that's all I did, and that stopped going. And then I went to the Methodist Church for a while because that's the church my mother grew up in, and we didn't go anymore. Uh, my dad never went to church ever, ever, because my dad's surprisingly liberal, um, except when it comes to people like me. And uh, anyway, Satanic Panic D and D. Uh, so she was all like, you know, no, you no, no. So the, my cousin introduced me to role playing, and the game he introduced me to was Rifts. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna make a comment? <laughs> that, that seems like a nice, easy starting system. It's balanced and well, here, well just, thought out for you. Here, just integrate Arc Sign, and then you'll have your character. <laughs> that is Iron Claw. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, uh, in... yes. Why are other people looking at the mathematician in the room? <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny. <laughs> but hey, you haven't even learned about the soul equation yet, so uh, I know Ash started oh, to no. that upon oh, you. So. No. He did. He did tell Uncle Kage about the uh, the most famous math joke ever. Do I have to do this on the podcast now? Yes. <laughs> if you want, you don't have to. upon you. Oh, I can do. I can do this. I can do this. Okay. Okay. This is the dirtiest math joke in the world. This is a case of a paper, an actual math paper being written for the sole purpose of telling a dirty joke. So to tell this joke, I must explain two things. Thankfully, they are not terribly intricate or deep. First of which is order of precedence. When a scientific paper is published by many authors, there is an order of precedence. 
in many things like chemistry, there would be like the person who owns the lab, the person who wrote the grant, the person who actually did the experiment, all of the technicians, and so on and so forth, right? You can have 20 people on a paper easily. Math just says, heck with all that, we're just going in alphabetical order. Nice and easy. <clears throat> Second, despite, you know, actually having the title up there on a paper, typically when we refer to a paper, we just refer to the by the last names of the authors. So if Luca and Pomerantz write a paper, we refer to it as the Luca Pomerantz paper, regardless of whatever they decide to put for their title. Who cares? Okay. So, alphabetical order, and we refer to it by the last names. Back in, I think, the 80s, two graduate students who were taking classes together realized that despite being in completely separate fields, they had, they absolutely had to write a paper together. And it took them, I think, 10 years after both of them had graduated, but eventually they wrote a paper. The author's names were Zucker and Cox. <laughs> 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 it gets better. It gets better. better. Oh. Because they actually wrote a, you know, a decent math paper. It got cited. And the paper that cited theirs referred to a particular algorithm in the paper. <laughs> the algorithm was referred to as the Cox Zucker machine. <laughs> 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 you think I'm joking, but this is on Wikipedia. <laughs> and if you go to Wikipedia and you look at the talk page for the Cox Zucker machine, there is one question. Why is this relevant? The answer, read it aloud. <laughs> I, I got to watch him tell that to to the chairman of Anthrocon. <laughs> Who got a kick out of it. Oh, yeah. He, I, I made, I made up a thing based on, uh, so Ursula Vernon, you know, does like two podcasts and, and, and with her husband and, and, uh, and Kevin does one now, like sort of by himself, which is about productivity. And, uh, one of them that they do is, uh, is, is fiction and it's the hidden almanac. Uh, it's very funny. It's like five minute episodes. If you, if you ever want a laugh, look it up because it, Kevin has this great character named Reverend Mord. And like you get little snippets of what Mord looks like, and like, like apparently like there is like a T-shirt that exists, and like he is dressed like a plague doctor with an Amish hat. Like there, you can't. It's just a, it's an angry plague mask, an angry white plague mask, and he he delivers like garden. It's like gardening almanac, or that's what it's supposed to be. And occasionally Ursula comes on as uh, the uh, as the other person, Pastor Drom. And uh, she's very bubbly and, and Ursula. I, I would say Ursuline, but that's a group of Catholics, and they <laughs> sing. They have a they have a choir. Uh, so so I, I told I told Kage a particular thing that like I, I he always announces the feast day of whatever made up saint she has made up for the show, and I <laughs> said it was going to be the feast day of Saint Samuel, patron saint of cockroaches, <laughs> and um, he, he laughed. And I said this is why I want the job of hagiographer. Except I really don't. I said, because, like, you can't... The, the, the really funny thing about the Catholic Church is that on a few occasions throughout history, they've tried to get a complete compilation of the saints that exist in our canon. 
and they have mostly, I mean, they can mostly succeed. Like, you can always get, like, the, the, the apostles and the, the big names. But you get a bunch of weird saints. Like, a bunch of weird saints. And they can't get the, all those right. Because every single time, they, you're dealing with an institution that dates back to 1800. Almost as long as Doctor Who. <laughs> Almost. 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 Doctor Who is the right. Doctor Who is the same problem, apparently. What is canon and what is not? Well, at least they take out bus ads on the sides of London buses that say there probably is no canon. Now go and enjoy your fandom. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if that was a Photoshop job or so not. So the Catholic Church is taking out the bus ads. There probably is no canon. Go and enjoy your fandom. <laughs> Got it. But yeah, the, the the Catholic Church can't do this because every t every single time they've tried to do a comprehensive study, they keep unearthing a new document signed or and sealed by some pope, some minor pissant three year pope who died of plague, and that pope canonized somebody else and decanonized somebody. Someone's unwrapped something. I'm trying to see what's going on. Slip <laughs> <laughs> so is trying to be very oh, under the oh. So let's let's uh, toss the mint one over here. Just, just I'm glad. No one gets hurt if that happens. Yeah. <laughs> and for it, for it. No, leave the candy eating scene. It's essential. <laughs> also, Spark, I wish to go back and refute something you said earlier. Okay. Street Fighter. Will you must all watch that and praise the work of Raul Julia. It's. I mean. The amount of scenery he can consume in a single scene is pretty goddamn amazing. Okay, Street Fighter the movie is not a good movie. No. He is a good thing in it. Oh, yeah. He's an amazingly Because he was, the poor man was dying, and he was, he had cancer. That was his last film because he died afterwards, and they dedicated it to him. And he was the only one who understood he was trapped in a bad video game movie. He's, you know, it's, it's him. It's him and Alan Rickman in the '90s Robin Hood movie. And Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Oh, Between the two of them, it's like, wow, shitty movie, but you gotta watch it for this performance alone. Yeah. Where do the movies and trailers go? Do they go? Okay. The math, the math, the math pangolin needs uh, needs a cookies and cream. I, would you like? Uh, was, was thinking of video games. Uh, I, I hosted the Ursa Majors this year uh, because of mostly because of the time slot because it was before. Um, the art show closed, the dealers then closed, so Peter Cat couldn't do it. And uh, it hadn't been at Anthrocon before that I know of, unless it had been a few years. And um, so I'm writing a little little speech before each category. Then we got to video games, and the nominees were kind of a weak field, mostly. Um, and because one of them was Bear Simulator, which I think that's like okay. Go Simulator. I, th and I think if you Google that one, you gotta be real careful. <laughs> you gotta be real careful which links you click because um, you're entering some territory there. So we're gonna say that. I have a story for that, but. <laughs> okay, All right. don't let it go because that happens to me and I forget things. I, 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 so I, I'm reading my. I'm reading because I didn't have time to memorize remarks. I'm just reading from papers. And uh, so I'm reading my speech and I, and I realized I wrote in. Uh, references that the people who were in attendance were either too young or probably too old to get. There weren't many people in there like my age. Um, some of the people were older, like maybe about 20 years older, uh, some of the uh, webcomic artists and things. Uh, and then some of them were a lot younger. And so I'm reading my, my thing and I'm like, so you know, furries, you know, furries love games, anthropomorphics have been a part 
of gaming since time immemorial. And, you know, even just within the last two decades, we've had superstars like Sonic the Hedgehog and, shall we say, lesser known characters like Bubsy. Gex. I miss Gex. I actually, I had to cut it out. So I said Bubsy or Awesome Possum. Punky Skunk. I mentioned Awesome Possum. (laughs) And, and, and Sparkster the Rocket Knight. Yes. Oh, I made a Rocket Knight reference in the Ursa Major Awards, and I'm really proud of that. <laughs> um, uh, and then um, the uh, and Major Minor won the the, the gaming award, uh, which I'm actually really happy about because like, I've not played it. I've not really done any visual novels. I don't know. Uh, I know there's like it's something with like people are all up on the the guy. I'm going to talk about that, but uh, it's a fandom created thing. Which I really, I really appreciate in the awards because, like, there are so many things that just don't have. It's less now than it was. Like when when the Earth started, it was you know mainstream books were in the the running mostly. Now it's mostly fandom created stuff. Um, like I can get it for like the movie or whatever whatever they called what is essentially the movie category yeah. because the fandom does not produce a lot of. Movies. We don't have the budget. Yeah. So I'm okay with, say, Guardians of the Galaxy winning the movie category. Because mm-hmm. what's going to go up against it? But it is kind of frustrating when you see fandom-made games come out and lose to the next Sonic the Hedgehog game, which wasn't even that good to begin with. Oh, my other comment in the speech was like, was like we all love games with anthropomorphic animals. Except Sonic 06. <laughs> Nobody loves that. Don't question me. Uh, there is no one that will. Some, some, some developers continue to drag the limp and broken corpse of Sonic through various levels. I am, I am looking forward to Sonic Mania. I'm not going to lie. You can make your own resurrection. Yes. yes. Of course, that's classic. It's classic. Well, Sonic Generations, Generations was good. It was. Oh, and, what's, and the other one, Sonic Forces, which is the sequel to that. Okay. Because Mania is... It was a fan. It was a group of people making a fan game that Sega hired, yeah. and they were like, "Hey, you're making a really good old school Sonic game. Would you like us to just hire you and you do that for us?" And they said, "Yes, we like money." <laughs> and, and at the same time, over on the side of the hill that that allegedly won that fight, um, Nintendo was going, "Oh, um, could you not? Um, our, our legal department says, could you not make?" games and put our IP on them please? Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, Nintendo shut down a lot of Pokemon fan games. Most recently they shut down um, another Metroid 2 remake mm-hmm. which looked fun to me. I would have been like oh yeah I'll, I'll, I'll hire that because I own Metroid 2 and whatever. And then Nintendo announced like at E3 that they're doing uh, a remake of Metroid 2 for the 3DS and I'm like that was in development for two years. That's why they see indeed it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I tweeted on Twitter that day when I saw the outrage going on, and I, I tweeted, oh, people who don't understand intellectual property law, God send me a battalion of law professors. And God send Boozy. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah, we, what we do need, the Phantom, not only abducted Boozy, uh, we've given him, because uh, I've been telling the joke all week, apparently um, we've become like werewolves because when a furry hashtags you, 
a month later you become a furry. <laughs> so someone hashtag a really good IP lawyer, or maybe Boozy can transfer the uh, you know, curse. curse. Yeah, things like that. So TJ, you had a story you were leading yes. up to. More just because going back to the references and be careful what you Google. So out in California, I was doing I was in Drumline. Uh, the group in SoCal I was in, the, 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 the district, if you will, was ADLA, the American Drumline Association. My instructor was also the instructor for the junior high and the high school. Um, told the kids to go find the schedule of Google ADLA. Just do that and you'll find it. Minors. Everyone, of course, because high school. Um, yeah, it was some sort of, like, I believe, lesbian fetish porn. Oh. <laughs> he said this first to the junior high kids, and then told the high schoolers, "Don't Google that. Let me give you the actual URL." Challenge accepted. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing that I will say is, um, and this goes other ways. Being in the furry fandom, knowing many of our kinks and things like that, when you're going to name your company, <laughs> Google that name you intend to use. Because I can think of at least a few times where it's like, oh, hey, this acronym would be great for our company. Uh, guys, that acronym is a furry fetish when you just Google it as a word. Or, or Star Trek uh, STD. Oh, yes, yes. That's also, that's also, yeah. Um, so is Star Trek Discovery, STD. I, I you know really... that in my work, it stands for short-term disability. I'll oh. say. Oh. <laughs> oh, ow, ow! I just ow. That's a mm. give it a shot. My first. boss is out with an S. Oh, owie! For a second, I thought you were commenting on Star Trek Discovery and calling it a short-term disability, and I was going to be like, "Wait a minute, we haven't even seen it yet." Come on, I, I, I I'm, I'm looking forward well, actually, to it, but you're going to get the acronym is a bad choice. It is, but uh, they've already done it because what is Star Trek Insurrection? Uh huh. STI. <laughs> <laughs> they they should have not stopped numbering the movies. Uh, I know they had to make a clean break between the old cast and the new, but they didn't do that. They didn't do that because they decided, well, the next generation cast is a bunch of towers and actors and blah 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 blah. We need to have the old ones or people are going to turn on us. Rah! So let's write Captain Kirk in there, running slowly, falling down a hill, and dying with a broken pelvis. Yeah, that's, that's just great. Aren't you, <laughs> aren't you proud of yourself, Michael Okuda, or whichever one of you did that? But Bren, Brennan Braga probably wrote it. Yeah. Um, I know Star Trek writers' names. I'm a nerd. Um, Didn't they like rewrite that in the first version? He just got shot in the back. You know, I don't know, and now that I know I that, heard, if that's true, I think I've heard that before. Oh. So. Yeah, oh, they okay. did. Okay. It's like, I, I have like, to recommend the book to several people in this room, obviously. The 50-Year Voyage, which is the unauthorized oral history of Star Trek. I am almost certain that whatever your question is about, did they do this for this reason, is in one of those two books. Did, uh, okay, but the oral history of Star Trek, like, most of that's just going to be, like, the list of Captain Kirk's missions. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I found so you, sir, or I would have been right. on the floor. I, I, I swear, members of the review board, the alien species asked me, what is this word, fellatio? <laughs> and I was obliged to show them just what it was. 
All of them. Every one of the away. Your decommission, just get out. <laughs> so, how many of you guys have ever read? It was it was a little short, like piece on the internet that was um, the the um, the denial of tenure letter sent by the college to Professor Henry Jones Jr. <laughs> For those who don't get that, because it's a it, it's Indiana Jones. Mm. His actual name is Henry Jones Jr. It's right. a joke in, yeah. in, in <laughs> the Dolls. last crusade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. There's a, if you haven't read it, do do def, definitely read that because it's worth looking up. It is. Yeah. It, it's right there with the you know his just off the cuff review board thing. Um, man, it's don't waggle your eyebrows at me suggestively. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a crowd enough. of people. That's not my kink. You don't let that slide. Oh. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't kink shame. Your, no, like no, your kink is not my kink, and your kink is fine. Very true, very true. Yes. Um, and that's okay. Um, so, my little live by. Some of you some of you guys have been very, very quiet. Mm. Nothing okay. Well, we haven't hit up on, like, nitty-gritty of writing yet. Oh, yeah. Nice. Kind of, we've had nice. kind of yeah. distracted. There's a lot of, like, Specific nerd subculture. That's very true. I apologize. No, you don't. Okay. Don't. You apologize. Doesn't mean it. <laughs> oh, 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 from from the vicious smoker in the corner. <laughs> so that's, that's his. He's just sitting in the corner waiting with the shade, and he's gonna throw it. Just throw it as necessary. Fly to the corner. Yeah. So, um, in the in, in the interests of this being, you know, mirror universe. Um, yeah, mirror universe sort of, uh, of, of, of writing thing. Um, I am going to propose the, uh, the institution of a rule that allows for ellipses to be used in more instances so that we can send our stories to Ocean Tigrox <laughs> full of ellipses. Okay. So I have to laugh at that because I keep raw with Ocean. And I, in our group chat and Telegram, I got a dot counter for every time he was reading my story. Every time there was ellipsis, there are two other people who can confirm this. Yeah, yeah, he did. Six dots, seven dots. It's like... He was just tweeting that at one point. <laughs> and here's what it is. The ellipsis has its place like every other part of language, every other part of writing. It's just people who are exposed to its incorrect usage and this is true of the exclamation point, this is true of the M dash, this is true of anything. If you are exposed to too much incorrect usage of something, you start to hate that thing rather than the incorrect usage. And that's wrong. Just hate on the incorrect usage. I will point out here, curse you forever, whoever decided the way that we should use grammar in comic books. Oh, the, the interior man? Uh, yes. No, in, comic book conventions in general, actually, are have so many differences. Yeah, like... Ellipses, for instance. Uh -huh. The use of exclamation marks, for instance. The use of bolding and or italicization, for instance. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's what you, and, and then writers, if you're listening to this, understand different forms of writing have different conventions and you need to adapt to whatever you're actually, because if you're writing a comic book, adapt to comic book conventions. If you're writing prose, use correct prose stuff. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm going to have to say that you're using too many adverbs. I'm going to need you to pair those back because you know what they say about adverbs ending in L-Y. 
Oh, 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 he hit me. Harshly. Oh, <laughs> and brutally. And quickly. You want me to do it freshly? <laughs> Immediately. That's for you, Strunk and White. You're getting more of the same. I don't care if you're literary giants and you're already dead. Well, especially because they're already dead. It's like, E.B. White, congratulations, you wrote Charlotte's Web, and you had a professor you liked, and his book sucks, and your additions to his books are worse. I'm sorry. It's true. It's so true. I get really busy about Strunk and White. That article that I talked about is like, not only, not only are they constructing bizarre examples to tell you how not to use the passive voice, they are constructing them in ways that just, no, you would never do. Because they sound stupid. They're also making up things that aren't actually in the passive voice. They can't even tell you what the passive voice is. I don't know much about the passive voice, but I know it when I see it. Yeah. I'll know it when it is seen by me. The passive voice is well, that's a, it's a specific type of pornography. Okay. That would be, okay, the passive voice would be, you know, Will of the Alpha 1 through 3. There's always at least one passive voice in those. Fair enough. Nothing? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Oh, crap. Well, there's a new one there. I'm there. Yeah. This, is, this is my entire life. My, my, my jokes are lame and people don't laugh at them. I'm sorry, I was getting a commission in a roundabout way, so. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, actually, you know, you know what the what? passive voice is? The passive voice is just some guy who just says, that's fine. <laughs> I think that's, I think it's the apathetic, not the passive. Or a character without agency. But... Oh, hold still. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I Characters without agency. Joke. I'm I bad. I a story I'm really where I was writing the voice said, and the voice said, and I started imagining a certain spider folk standing <laughs> just off stage, <laughs> reading a script. Mm -hmm. I get it. I can see that voice. I know you're going to listen to this. You are now. You are now. You are now an offstage narrator, Spiderfall. <laughs> yes. Um, he he listens to it sometimes, and I always get I always get really embarrassed because I'm like he's like I listen to your newest episode. And I'm like, oh god, what did I do wrong? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he's never had a problem. You had the same reaction when I said I was listening to it. Well, yes. See, see what I always now because he's been editing so much lately. I always picture. I think I got a rejection letter, but it was just spider webbing spun into the word no. <laughs> <laughs> so I should wait for my spider web rejection forecasting. Cool, got it. Well, yeah. some some anthology. <laughs> it will not be. It will not be sent in the mail. What's going to happen is you're going to go. You're going to go into to go to the restroom one day, and it's just going to be spun into a web in the door. <laughs> and, and if it's if it's if he's feeling generous, you'll get detailed critique spun into the web. <laughs> he has some spiderly minions that do this sort of work, after all. And... Oh, how would I nope the fuck out of there? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Harry nope nope. That's its correct name. <laughs> Who has who has who has been who has anybody here? I think probably a couple of you haven't been exposed to the best and greatest story. Mm. Oh gosh, <sighs> we, we read it at Foie Out Loud as, as our part of our adult writing camp. Okay, that's how we started that. Yeah, you went down from there. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um, and it was read at the Soulful Wolf Room Party aloud. It was. It was. I came in during the middle of that, and then I sort of noped and was like. 
I'm going to li- not say anything and just listen to Tyrion talk for a while. <laughs> I, you want listening? I will tell you, Sparf, I did go to the kitchen. I did look in the drawers to see if there was an ice cream scoop available, but I couldn't find one. Sorry. Any blunt instrument would have worked. I wish you'd asked. I would have taken care of that. <laughs> see, I, I keep threatening Mog with, uh, with, with harm with blunt instruments, and they get increasingly more blunt and weird. <laughs> but speaking of, of glorious readings, we're actually local to each other and go to the same writing group. And I subjected my non-furry writing group to the best and greatest story. Oh Oh my god. How are you still alive? (laughs) Why are you not dead? It was a glorious, glorious reading because we went in, first of all, with little to no explanation of what this was, other than it's um, adult in nature. It's vulgar. Yeah. Uh, We did not give that warning. It was vulgar. No, did we say it was vulgar? We might have said it was vulgar. I said it was vulgar. But that was about it. That was about it. Um, I I, I went out of my way to try to make sure that one gentleman did not read because he is an older gentleman who does not read the best out loud and it's kind of painful. So we start going person to person, and we're all rolling in our chairs. One person could not get past, uh, put his yip stick in his in his hole. Oh, God. Oh, and we, we almost just died laughing, trying to get past that line. And But then, of course, we don't force people to read. People passed, and people passed. And I'm like, oh, no, please stop passing. Please stop passing. And it got to the gentleman who I didn't want to read. I am so happy he read, because it was, even though he is a bad reader, he got, it was uh, when, we, when, when, when Professor Mog was introduced as a character, and every time um, one of the two descriptors came up, he became very, very emphatic. <laughs> <laughs> and it was glorious, because this old man shouting certain words that I'm not sure if this podcast is allowed to go over. Uh, I have marked it explicit on iTunes. Perfect. Then, so every time the word cock came up, it, was not, it, was, it wasn't just cock, it was cock, and then cock, and then 12-inch cock, and 12-inch cock! He got more and more. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking so, glorious. So it, it was almost like his voice was following the erections. <laughs> 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 We had, um, from the uh, Can You Read It panel this year, we had a reader who came up and just started giggling hysterically. I don't think we got any words out of her. <laughs> <laughs> she fell on the floor, and we had to, we were not sure we had not killed someone. <laughs> I oh. pitched the door sign. <laughs> actually, yes. We were, not, we, we were like, we, they showed up with the medical kit and everything. It's like, what's going on? It's like, I think she's okay. She was back in line. Yes. <laughs> she was. But then she left. And, and I, I think it was just, it was too outrageous for her. And I've got to explain, for uh, for those uh, listeners unfamiliar with the Can You Read It panel, at Anthrocon for the last three or four years, we have been doing a late night thing uh, called Can You Read It with one of the worst self-published novel sets ever. And the goal is to try and come up and start reading it aloud before you just break. Before you either break laughing, before you just can't take it anymore, etc. Well, we only give them a minute and a half right now. Because okay. because they're, they're, all of them want to read. Oh, they <laughs> keep so reading if we let them. That's why we need to turn this into a charity drive next year. I was oh, so yes. trying this year and technical difficulties. Man, all cults are just... That, well, that would be... I, I, yeah, I'm going to explain to people, you know, just... You have to drop a bill into the thing. And so then you get to read. I, I am so depressed by Anthrocon this year because I had a friend locally to me who I explained this panel to, and his immediate response was, My God, I have to go to Anthrocon now. <laughs> Not for anything else, just for this panel. Woo! And unfortunately, he didn't realize what weekend that Anthrocon was actually happening on, and he missed it. Oh. oh. So next year then. 
Next year, we're hoping for it. Yes. In my humble opinion, you should book it. Yo, yo. To give you some idea, that is what we do. That is how we greet each other now. Oh God! Oh shit! What have you done? <laughs> yeah, this is all. His, this is his fault largely, but it's you know collective. It's also Night Eye's fault. It's uh, I, you I guys stuck me with the panel, and I just said, "Well, I gotta know someone to take with me." <laughs> got a guy Ocean, but I got hey, Slim. Uh, Slim's escaped now. <laughs> but, yeah, but honestly, um, you guys did awesome stuff with everyone. Everyone we have gifted this panel to has done amazing things with it. So I have to thank you, whether you're in this room right now or whether you're listening, thank you for making that thing amazing. What, 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 <laughs> the murder, turn it off before we do the murder. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's fine. Um, we used to well, guys, that's not, that's not important right now. Right. We just have to get what? this body out of here. <laughs> no one's seeing. Or was is it? That, wait, is that light on? Is that, oh shit! <laughs> we, okay, we were talking, Spark, we, Spark, why don't we defenestrate the body? <laughs> we, we would have to get it to self-administrate So, so auto-fenestration. Auto-fenestration. <laughs> I think we should find something to eat. Let's order lunch. Somebody got that. Uh, um, you did. Um, so, so okay. The, um, uh, on, on the on the whole um, topic of the panel, I I really wanted to come uh, because last year, like, okay, who hasn't heard the story of what I did last year? <laughs> okay, I have probably heard it, but I have no Orson, we have him. So okay, I I've been very slowly. It's not going to be done anytime soon. Uh, because of my stature, my frame, my voice, I have been working on a one man show based on Orson Welles. So, then this was last year, so that tells you that I haven't gotten a lot done on it. You're going to um, do an audiobook of the entire Orson's Odyssey of Orson Welles. <laughs> <laughs> when he read Tea Bags at Furthermore, he did Orson Welles. I want to hear that recording. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not evil about that because it was recorded. We did. You did. Okay, good. You need sure. to. We will supply you with wine of the finest vintage. <laughs> it's fermented in the bottle, like the piss. Champagnes. It's vintage dated. Um, so I walked. I'm drunk. I am drunk, and I have, I have been drinking Kraken. Kraken is my rum because it's cheap, but it's not crap. It's not expensive, and I can just keep it, 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 and it tastes good. I like it. So I filled this this magic flask with Kraken, and I slipped it into my pocket. And I hopped in the line. Well, hopped is a bit generous. I, I, something. I try. I, 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 I didn't fall down several times, uh, getting into line. And as the line, which was pretty slow because I was at the back of it and it was all the way around the writing room, um, slowly crept around. And I'm going, oh, you people are shit. Oh, you people are shit. Just to put me in the right state of mind, you know. Except for Jersey Guy. Oh, Jersey Guy. That was the first Jersey Guy. Oh, yeah. If anybody ever finds out who Jersey Guy is. I'm in the line there, and uh, I just keep going. Look, look, look. Do, do, do. I finally get up there. And now, I donated prizes. 
Uh, I had crap I didn't want. I had accidentally bought a second copy of Dread, which is a great movie, but I don't need two copies of it. So I, I took it, I left that. I don't even remember what else I donated. Do you remember? I think the Kyle Gold book, like yeah. out of position. No, if I remember, because I was listening to the show writer say, it was a copy of Will of the Alpha that you signed. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, had, I had come up with an extra copy of Will of the Alpha in the house. And I don't know how, because I checked with Ash, and he's like, no, we have ours. Okay. He might have checked for mine. Oh, well, uh, I owe you a copy of Will of the Alpha, then. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it might be mildly irrelevant since we all live in the same house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep me cut down on the clutter. So I get up there. Serious faces for those listening. And I proceeded to read the entire time in this voice with the thunder and the power of a Shakespeare-trained actor. When it became my time to go, whether to die or to leave the room, I'm still not certain, I stood up and I looked at Ocean and I looked at Night Eyes and I said, this is a bunch of shit, you know that. And I walked straight out of the room. <laughs> and I won prizes. <laughs> Which I then insisted to go elsewhere. <laughs> they were like, oh, you won. Like, they voted that you won. I'm like, I donated them. I don't want them back. You should have taken your signed copy of Will the Alpha. <laughs> oh, man, I've always wanted an autograph from that author. <laughs> it's... But the funny thing was, the reason I donated them to, to be prizes, I had brought them to the con because they made, they would make little things you shove into a big lot of crap for the charity auction, not knowing that they did not take at con charity donations for the auction, which is incredibly smart of them, and I wish that Furthermore hadn't done for a while, because we had uh, the charity auction that never ended. Um, for the record, at least for uh, uh, Anthony Ohio, or what was Morphicon at one point, what they would do is, if there was stuff left over, at least after the silent auction, they gave an extra auction shit. So just an idea to toss out there, if that's... I, you know, it, and it, we, it, we've ended up getting rid of everything, and like, the plushies, dear God, the plushies. Oh. The plushies get donated by the truckloads. And it's like, okay, so what someone did was the plushie petting zoo yard sale <laughs> on a table like in the charity room where the the, the auction the the art art show was and it, it they all went they all, it was like pay what you want and take a bag of plushies i think i took one of those did you good <laughs> wonderful great it was With, an otter <laughs> it would be right <laughs> in the words of jack nicholson you fucking <laughs> I'll, I'll escalate that because I'm a horrible person and I'd be left CS of the wonderful booth of Bear Mods. So my mind went other gutter places, so. <laughs> Again with the bear simulator. Bear simulator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, let me tell you, my glass is empty. Oh, people <laughs> of the internet, you cannot see the look that Sparf is giving him right now. It is so, it's glorious. so precious. How are you, internet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I killed a man today. <laughs> <laughs> see, at least I did get an ice cream scoop. Mine's quick. My death is quick. Yours is painful. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably in Ohio. So. 
That's one of my one of my favorite things about Ursula's like longer podcast. It's it's KUBC. It's Kevin and Ursula Ichi. It's a fantastic show because it's literally just them sitting at their kitchen table with like a recorder like this or a USB mic or something. And they buy shit foods. They buy like, okay, like vegan Bob's macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Okay, people of the internet, since Ursula has tested several of these, vegan Rob, don't touch it. It's not food. It's it's <laughs> vegan Rob. I don't spell it with a space anymore. It is vegan exclamation mark Rob. <laughs> I, I went on a on a vaguely religious tirade in response to a discussion about that that she was having on Twitter. It was hilarious. The responses. Uh, the, the show is wonderful. If you get a chance to listen to it, please do. It's long, so it's like it's you can kind of put it on in the background. You don't really have to listen to everything they say because it's like they don't they don't have time nor energy to edit the thing. So it's a it's a three hour podcast or a two hour podcast of like there's there's banging noises in the background and and their coonhounds are baying and uh, the cat occasionally meows and. Uh, one of them will go cook the thing, and it'll be and, and and this came to my head because because it's like Kevin will be like, you talk to the internet, I'm gonna go cook the macaroni and cheese, okay. and Ursula will sit there. Hello, how are you, internet? <laughs> <laughs> um, Real quick, Spark, the way you phrase that, it sounded like one of them would go cook the cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, they would never do that. No, 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 no. no they have too many crappy foods to get through. They, the cat's way down on the list. Um, <laughs> they, they love their pets. They love their pets Absolutely. to an insane degree. Like, um, they, 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 like seriously, I, I, they, they lost one, and I, I cried, and I didn't know that the animal. I'd never met him, and I'm just like, bless you, people, for being who you are and having the animals you have. Um, yeah. See, I didn't know. I'm sorry, Ocean from Pigs and Ponds. No, go ahead. No, 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 I'm just right. rambling. Don't, don't. Oh, like, darn, rambling. I have no idea where that's coming from. Please, the mic. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but no, I just kind of chuckle because KQEC is where I keep going because, again, California. I'm so happy someone explained the acronym I've been seeing on Twitter for a while and I'm not absolutely, utterly lost. I'm like, so the, apparently they're in California. Okay, I'm gonna pretend I know what's going on. Just smile, nod, and keep on scrolling through Twitter. Got it. <laughs> well, lately, lately they like Ursula bought a piece of property and they're trying to clear an old house off of it, and there were bees in the walls and stuff, and mm-hmm. they had to like have bee remover bee, beekeepers come in and remove the bees. It was a whole thing. A master beekeeper. A master beekeeper. <laughs> Paging Sierska. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought, Sierska. I hope you're listening to this because I adore you and I want you on this show someday. Yes, I, I will make sure she she knows that you adore her. Good. No, 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 no. Sierska, we want you at Anthrocom. Yes. 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 We are Be here. on my writing panels. <laughs> <laughs> it was asked why we didn't have more women on the writing panels to me, and um, I said we couldn't get Sierska. Did Did you Did you tell them that I tried? Did you tell uh, them the tweets and messages that went out? No, I, I didn't. But I did say, you know, we we would love to get her. Yes. Um, good. Yeah, because I'm I'm just internet. I'm going to tell you. Um, before I set up the schedule for the writing track at Anthrocon, I sent out tweets and messages to every forum I could find saying, hey, please, we need female authors to join Anthrocon's writing track because I want it to have many voices. I do not want it to be an Oktoberfest. <laughs> and we more of the ideas. 
Well, I did get one. I did get one. Yeah, I actually, one. I got two. I got two because two. Uh, Maggie Hogarth. Uh, yes. Maggie Hogarth yep. did come and run spanels, and she was wonderful. Oh, she was yeah, we are absolutely brilliant. Trying to diversify the writing panel. Please, if you come to AC and you're a vetted author, please help us. Also, it was quite hilarious to have, I don't think you were there to experience this, but there was one panel that was myself, Fugue, Maggie Hogarth, and White Yo. <laughs> and that sounds the like dynamic be between the three of us was a little bit terrifying at times. <laughs> feasting! 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 I, I wish... I had managed to see that one. I I was making a concerted effort to not like be you know helicopter track lead or anything like that. But I do wish I had seen that one because it sounds like it came together really well. Uh, which that panel was that? Which panel was that? Oh, that was the that advanced was, writing panel. Yes. Oh yes. Writing foundations advanced. Then apparently I put the right people. Good. Very good. Good. Oh oh yes. Uh, and I also did a fun introduction for the submit and publish panel. Oh, do tell it. Did you do the one you were telling me you were going to do? I did a variant oh. on it. Okay, do tell. So, because you can't be here to see it, Internet, it was me, Fugue, it was Tyrion, and it was Slipwolf. And the way I did it was, Hi, I'm Fugue, I'm the angry one. Hi, this is Tyrion, he's the drunk one. This is the poor son of a bitch we dragged in here <laughs> to help talk about it with us. <laughs> Welcome to submit and publish it. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Yar. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was busy at that time. That was a glorious four hour panel. I believe that was Saturday, right? Was that Saturday or was that Friday? No, it was Saturday. It was Saturday. It was Saturday because I had I was at uh, ceviche with Tiran, and I had to leave earlier than uh, than he did because I had to get backstage and start getting things set up for the masquerade, and Tiran was still eating because he didn't have to be anywhere, and he wasn't quite drunk enough yet. Yep. <laughs> So he had to be like, all right, down hatch. <laughs> Double please, thank you. So I don't want to do next year when I want to walk around like I did at BLFC, cool. Hmm? Um, BLFC, I, I had a friend who, I was there with another uh, bar participant that year and was walking around with him. Shout out to Rift. Yes, uh, he had two bottles of uh, substances on him. One was water, one was usually not. <laughs> And He's always got a, a bottle of whatever A bottle of not. A yes. strange color that you know is alcohol somehow. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where it's like, it's nice being able to just like, like walk around with a buzz all time. Oh, wonderful. Enjoyable. <laughs> like, also, my first AC, so this is very, very interesting. So, <laughs> we, we, uh, we discovered the formula for submitted and published by accident a couple of years ago. Because Tyrion uh, had just accidentally gone to ceviche and accidentally had a few extra drinks. Accidentally on Serval. And it wound up being, no, you just, this is how you prepare for submit and publish every year. Yep. Yeah. This is what you do. He, it, he staggered in like 10 minutes late. Because yeah. we kept him, because we had to settle up the fucking checks. And yeah, he was like... It, and it was, and he was just kind of like, okay, strap in, because I had a few drinks at ceviche, <laughs> and it turned out to be the best version of submit and publish we could have. So, Alcani Serval kept pouring mojitos into him. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of uh, stumbling into panels, not necessarily stumbling, I hear you have a recording that I really, really, really want to hear. Yes. Never yes. use honey for lube. It will mess up someone's internal oh, flow. Oh, I want to hear the recording because I've heard rants about said recording, but not actually the recording. Oh my god, that that, that author to only as per that author has a shelf at Barnes and Noble. 
Oh, in the science fiction this. section. Wait, I realized this. So should I poke you all sober so get this recording then? Oh, I'm. I'm I've had What's one. What's the story here? Okay, so okay, at Rain Forest, uh, 2012. Oh, I think it was 2012. Because right. yeah, because we just knew you guys then, and it was when it existed. So it was, well, that limits it. <laughs> um, rest in pieces. Um, so there was a an adult writing panel. Mm-hmm. And it was being moderated by a fandom author, uh, whom I love very much as a person. I'm not going to name names uh, with him. On the, on this panel was supposed to be Kyle Gold and the moderator and K.M. Hirosaki, a.k.a. Rikoshi, a.k.a. Kevin Frame, because he came out of those various closets a long time ago. So you know who we're talking about. He's six and a half feet tall and really funny. So, sitting on this panel between them is a literary guest of the con, and I will not name her name either. Um, she had she was good friends with the chairman of the board, and he had brought her in, and that was fine. Like some of her advice wasn't bad, but it started off, you know, like like panels that go bad at mainstream cons kind of do where you go and the author has their books there in front of them and they just keep talking about everything is well in my story blah 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 I did this and in my story that uh, could you stop please thank you if if if, uh, if you're going to do a panel you can promote your work but don't uh, promote your work the whole panel that was fine but Kyle Gold was running late he'd been out to dinner with Brayon Aloe uh, Sofa Wolf, and that he had not arrived. So Rikoshi took up his slot on the on the end and uh, was waiting. You know, and they were just sort of bantering, and the moderator was trying to keep it on track. He was asking questions. Um, the moderator, uh, but every time like something would happen, one of about three things would happen. Somebody would come into the panel to sit down late, and the uh, the woman would ask, are you old enough to be here? Uh, no, I told, I told Gene I would ask. I promised him I would make sure. So are you old enough to be here? Okay, so uh, we have been joined by, uh, by Ash, uh, who is the uh, editor of FANG and the uh, director of programming at Anthrocom. Um, and he was there for this panel. Uh, so the moderator is doing his best. I cannot fault the moderator. I'm not naming the moderator. I'm being nice. I have no idea what fucking panel you're talking about. Where she was. She. Oh, that thing. (laughs) Yes. So, okay. All right. So, these things keep happening. People keep coming in. She keeps interrupting people who are speaking. May I see your badge, please? Are you old enough to be here? So in between this, the poor moderator who, who has a, a little bit of a vision problem and like Rikoshi is sitting all the way over on the other side. This was before Rikoshi and K.M. Hirosaki were known by everyone to be the same person. So that was, that was, this was way back. And he was on the panel because K.M. Hirosaki writes erotica and Rikoshi writes not. Um, and so he, was, he had his badges. He had his K.M. Hirosaki um, uh, poker visor, which gives him Clark Kent powers. Uh, you think I'm kidding? It, no, someone who knew him for years did not recognize him when he was wearing it. I've heard the same thing for Kyle, but... Yep, I will tell stories after this one. That is, yes, that is also true of Kyle Gold. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but 
so he, he said he turns and says, "So Rikoshi," and he says, uh, "It's Kay and Hirosaki." And I'm recording this panel. I've got this same recorder standing on a tripod, and I'm recording it just you know so I can re-listen to it because I'm a little punchy. I'm like, "All right, well, they didn't have a problem. I'll do that." He's like, "It's Kay." He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, no problem. He made a mistake. That's fine." It's not, you know, it's not a big deal. Ricky was always saying that it's the worst kept secret in the fandom. <laughs> and and then about someone starts talking about something. Talk, they were talking about research about about writing historical historical erotica, mm-hmm. and because she specialized in this, and she interrupted somebody and blurted out. Never use honey for lube. You will mess up someone's internal flora. I want to back up to a previous comment you just said here. Mm-hmm. Because in order to specialize in something, you actually have to be competent. Uh, she's the one with the shelf at Barnes and Noble, man. That's because she's a great marketer. Okay. Not a great writer. Fine. Still. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, she had delusions of adequacy, like I do. Um, she no, no 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 I will say your writing is is really really good I, I said this to you personally I you, you did I'm not fishing for compliments I'm, no, I don't I'm, care you're not fishing for I'm, I'm saying this to you I, I'm I don't sorry. care I, I have to honey for loop now anyone who knows how much honey costs back in the day <laughs> <laughs> that would be the worst way to use it Sirska do you know the answer to that <laughs> because because of the way bees were kept and the fact you had to destroy the hive to get the honey until we figured out how to do movable cars, you couldn't do that. Plus, traditionally, you would have, at least in the Mediterranean, you would have used olive oil because that was something you could get. It was easier. By the way, this was 2013. Uh, 2013? I thought it was 2012, but 2013. Okay, 2013. Plus, who is going to use fucking something viscous as Okay, now here's the thing. All right. I'm sorry, I just have to decite the whole thing. Well, no, Canadians use maple syrup. I asked, <laughs> we have one here. We can confirm. Thank you for confirming with me. No, I, um, I actually jumped. I actually jumped a point in the story, though. Oops, yeah. This comes into play uh, because about twenty minutes into the panel, how long we have to stand next to the tree? Twenty minutes into the panel. Kyle comes in very late. He's apologetic. He comes in, and before he can even speak, oh, no. the two things happen. Uh-huh. One, Rikoshi <laughs> mouths the words, thank God. <laughs> and then she looks at Kyle Gold. Now, Kyle Gold is a handsome gentleman, mm-hmm. but there is no way, even in 2013, he did not look old enough to be there. <laughs> And she said, are you old enough to be here? And he said, he looked, he looked around like he was on candid camera. <laughs> he looked at the audience and was like, well, I, I hope so. And she said, okay, I told Gene I would check. He said, hi, I'm Kyle Gold. I'm, I'm on the panel. <laughs> oh, okay, well, you can sit up here then. <laughs> Thank you. He sits down next to Rikoshi on the end of the table. They start writing notes back and forth as she talks, <laughs> cracking each other up. And then, like, I'm like watching them. The moderator is trying his damnedest. And then he looks over, he looks over and tries to get it back on track and says, Rikoshi, dude, it's Kayan Hirosaki. He's like, it's on my badges. It's like, I can't see your badges from here. He's like, oh, yeah. 
Oh, what the fuck ever. I'm six and a half feet tall. <laughs> I was six and a half foot tall, imaginary otter. And then the honey for lube came out of something after Kyle had said it, and Kyle looks over, <laughs> like he looks at the audience like it's a fucking Marx Brothers film, <laughs> and he's talking to the camera. <laughs> and then he looks over at her and says, well, if you're using honey for lube at all, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> okay, so we keep going. We keep going, and this is just a train wreck of a panel. And we go on, we go on forward, we go on forward. And Ash is sitting in the back of the room with Christina Tracer. I want to tell you the next thing that comes out of her mouth. Yep. Never have sex in a hot tub. You'll mess up someone's internal flora. <laughs> While medically and technically mostly correct, had nothing to do with what was being said. That's the thing. They weren't talking it's about lube when they brought up when she brought up the honey. They weren't talking about sex in a hot tub when sex in a hot tub came up. So, so basically, you get the feeling that you know while they're doing this panel, you know. In her head, there's an entirely different show going on. Most of it, like being meow, 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 Wait, wait, honey and lube. I just thought of something random. I have a question because I don't normally do these kinds of talk shows. I mean, last radio was on shock jocks telling that saying that all furries were you know sex perverts. No, that I'm not kidding. You have to leave that in. Yeah, but I'm only going to edit sensitive material. Oh, okay, fine. So I was asking, how how honest should I be right now? If you want to be, I don't care. Oh, well, you know, it also helped. Um, so I, I did, Christy and I both actually at that moment wanted to ask each other. We wanted to raise our hands and go, so when was the last time you had sex? When dinosaurs were on the earth? I that might have been a little rude. Oh, it would have been glorious. Uh, the panel would have been over at that point, and Kyle and, <laughs> and, Kyle and Cam could have escaped um, and then left the moderator to deal with the aftermath. This so, was not Kyle, the old Cam. Now you know who put you through that suffering. I could have put it. I could have ended it for you, but <laughs> your suffering needed to continue. Needed to continue. They're not going to listen to my podcast. So I, I will make sure this will be different. I'll at least tag at least Kyle for in Slack. So no, because now Kyle's actually going to okay. know what I've done so, to him. Well, yes. <laughs> I heard part of you forget how many of us work with Kyle's going to be back on the panel with her. Yes, he up. told me. He yeah. pinged me in Slack in the Furry Writers Guild Wait, Slack, and I, he said, "Hey, Sparf, guess who's on a panel? I'm moderating at WorldCon." I said, "What? No, no." He said, "Yes." <laughs> he said, "Fortunately." I'm moderating, so I can control it a little better. And I was desperately hoping that I wasn't going to be the like it was. She wasn't going to be the only woman on the panel <gasps> because if that happens, then there's no way I can do anything. But there's this other woman on the panel who apparently has zero tolerance for bullshit. So this is going to be glorious. And honestly, there was no saving Kyle and Cam from that. There, even if we had done something, she she, was she, she worked. She completely and utterly dominated their answers and conversations with nonsense, which meant everybody in the panel felt dumber, by the way. <laughs> this was not the only panel she had. She caused problems on. This was the year that Alan Dean Foster was the guest of honor. Okay. Show of hands, familiarity. Who at least knows who Alan Dean Foster is? Of, not... I, okay. I've heard the name. You yeah, may not have read his work, but you've heard the name. You've heard the name. Okay. I have a cousin of Spellsinger. Okay. 
Um, but he's not exactly a lightweight, basically. Uh, yeah, he's not a lightweight. Uh, he wrote the novelization that helped develop the plot of what became Star Wars. Like, this is a, this is, okay, this is someone Rikoshi is fanboying the fuck out of because he gets to be on a panel with. Because Rikoshi, for those two people in the world who don't know, is a giant Star Wars fan. <laughs> the correct response is Star Wars nerd. Yeah, you're beyond the fan. Okay, I was be whatever, it's fine. <laughs> so he's on a panel. Here is Kevin Frame. To his right is Alan Dean Foster. To and to Alan Dean Foster's right is Kyle Gold, and to the left of Kevin Frame is she. <laughs> <laughs> the creature, the thing that has risen. So an audience member asks Alan Dean Foster a question. This is late in the panel, and I'm not going to give you the whole rundown of that one because it wasn't as much of a train wreck, but the crowd, the person in the audience specifically asks Alan Dean Foster a question about Alan Dean Foster's work or, or and how it relates to the general topic at hand. And Alan Dean Foster starts to speak and she starts blah, 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 blah. At which point, Rikoshi, like, visibly tenses, like, he knows he can't do anything about it, but he's like, I'm going to say something. And Alan Dean Foster puts his hand on Ricky's <laughs> arm and whispers, it's not worth it. <laughs> and that is how you be a class act, ladies and gentlemen. That is how you be a class act. You were raising your hand like I'm a teacher. No, no, um, please, my remark, I'm sorry, I'm inebriated? Make your remark then. This is what I this should you remember what my remark is. That's why I said mark. That's 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 why in these you just call it out. Also, few just give it. Don't give Kyle more reasons to hate. Um, <laughs> he has um, enough. Are you comfortable with this? I know we are not calling this shit writers say. Uh huh. I have that down. Are you comfortable with me tagging this in Slack as such? If you want to, that's fine. I don't think Ocean's going to get mad. He knows I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Ocean will come for you. So, yeah. so what topics have you guys already covered so I don't have to repeat them? Uh, I would like to cover him. He'll come up recent angry uh, with some stories that might not have been told because I was not allowed to tell them before a few months ago. What's that? Who was what? Sorry. So, okay, you were talking about the worst kept secret in the fandom being Rikoshi and Kam Hirosaki. Oh, yeah. That is not true because the worst case, the worst kept secret in the fandom was Tim Sussman and Kyle Gold. Bullshit. <laughs> Bull fucking what, shit. What, they know each other? But. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Snip. There are some great stories here. Because. Just call me Snip. Those <laughs> knew, knew that Tim and Kyle okay. did some different things in order to distinguish themselves. These things primarily being to a. Southern accent that, as Sparf will testify to, is not quite all that Southern. As I described it to Rikoshi recently, it was sort of like um, aristocratic Atlanta by way of New England. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, like, it, it was actually Blanche Dubois by way of the Mid-Atlantic. And I, yeah, I made a Golden Girls reference. Come, I come I at me. also sounded more like a Boston gargling with Florida. That's okay. <laughs> Please don't say gargling with Florida because Florida's the penis and I don't know where the balls are. <laughs> it's always classy. I'm in Ontario. What do you think that is for Canada? Uh, classy because you're in Canada. <laughs> Good answer. So, no, the other thing which Kyle did 
was the hats. Yep. And they were. There was. <laughs> yes, this is the thing. This is the thing. There are two people in particular who knew both Kyle and Tim and never put them together as the same person. And when I say knew, I mean not only spoke with, but regularly saw one another. The it, first example of this I'm aware is Gregor Gregg. Oh my, really? <laughs> and, 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 here's the, and here's the thing, as you're telling this story, if they happen to be listening to it, some writer at DC Comics is going, take that, motherfuckers! <laughs> yes, because everyone who, says, everyone who says the Clark Kent disguise wouldn't fool anybody, and you leave that fucking hypnotic vision shit out of this, that is fucking true. No, because it worked for Kane Hirsaki, and it worked for Tim Kyle Sussman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there's also a third author, actually, so, in our community who takes advantage of this. Right. Oh, I see. But, oh, I can talk about him. I see. Yeah. So, Tim and Kyle... Right? Gregor Gregg knew both of them. I was not here at the time when Tim basically did the I take off one hat, I put on the other, watch the magic happen. But Gregor Gregg apparently just had his jaw hit the floor. It was a Wonder Woman moment by, by, by Kyle? The second one I'm aware of, this one I was there for, was Maggie Hogarth. Oh. Who had interacted with both of them and not known. And when she realized it, unlike Gregor Gregg, I mean, Maggie is very adorable when she is embarrassed and just kind of like put her hand all over her face and was like, do not look at me, do not look at me, I'm so embarrassed. That's adorable. Yes, it was. So, um, uh, I had something and I forgot it. It was something related to this. I don't know. I forget. Who knows? I mean, the third author in our fandom who has ever done this would be, you know, Uncle Kage and Rogue, but that one's, that one involves a lab coat and glasses. And that's old. Yeah, like, old everyone I ever met was like, you know Kage's Rogue, right? And I'm like, I know that, and I never, at the time, never met Kage. Yep. Well, that was uh, and I had never read a furry book. That was the first attempt at someone trying to do Clark Kent in the furry fandom to go as well. It doesn't work when you're a public figure of that stature. No. It does, doesn't work. Um, but but <laughs> Kyle... Kyle and, and Rikoshi, we all love you very much. Please don't smite all of us, any of us. <laughs> it, it, it really, like, you, you say that's the worst kid. No, it's really, it really wasn't. You know how, okay, here's how this went for me, okay? <laughs> all right. I see all these books by authors, and they get mentioned, like, on the podcast that I'm listening to. Really great, you know, podcasts that sadly no longer regularly produces, which is Kyle and Rikochi's podcast. It was Kyle and K.M. Hirosaki. And occasionally, they would, K.M. would have to go away on business, and Rikoshi would come and talk about his books. <laughs> because K.M. couldn't talk about the novels he published, because he hadn't published any. So, that would happen. So, at one point... Like, I got, I got Rikoshi, and I got Kevin Frayne. And then from Kevin Frayne, I saw Kevin in the dedication. And I started going through book dedications. I was like, these names all right together. What the fuck is going on? And then there was a cork board with torn out pages and, <laughs> and threads and Photos everything. taken with a hundred meter telephoto zoom from halfway across the city. Like, yeah, it was that. And then, like, and then I was, I was... Uh, uh, trying to work with, with Kyle on a project and it, it fell through mostly because I flaked. And uh, I'm still embarrassed about that. I, have, I, I always, like, about once a year, I apologize to Kyle for that falling through. But uh, I was emailing back and forth with Kit. And Kit sent me uh, a Dropbox link 
and the Dropbox was signed up under Kit's actual name. Okay, no problem. I was like, I'll keep that under my hat for you. He's like, that's, I appreciate that. You don't have to worry too much, but thank you. And then he signed another email with a different furry name. And I said, do I need to keep that under my hat? He said, not really, it's an old name. It's not a big deal. I still kept it under my hat because it's like, I, I will just confuse people. But every now and then I'll be talking with a publisher who have known, known them for a very long time and will just drop various names into the conversation. And if it wasn't me and I didn't know those names, I'd be really fucking confused. Um, so then, like, there's the picture of the Sofa Wolf team on the Sofa Wolf website, which was the final, like, piece in the middle of my cork board. And I was like, son of a bitch. Because <laughs> there's Kit Silver, real name, and Kyle Gold, real name. And I'm like, and I know Br'er and Allo's real names because they use them regularly. But it's like, <laughs> Bad, badly kept secret? No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> so I'd like to share a tiny story of embarrassment some of the people I work with for a certain convention I help run, where we were discussing an idea, hypothetically, of potential guests of honor for next year. And one person just said, well, we should start doing more fandom guests, and I recommend these two authors. Like, okay, well, this is going to be good, considering you're not a writer, and your idea of good writing are choose your own adventure books from when you were 12, but not everyone agrees on a college level. Yeah. There were two authors on this list, and the first author was with, we should definitely try and get Kyle Gold. And if we can't get Kyle Gold, we should get Tim Sussman. <laughs> I'm going back. I'm, no, I'm going back on that in a minute. Go on. And then three board members, I'm sorry, not, not board members of this convention, simultaneously began typing the same sentence. <laughs> and we all opened private chats with each other. And like, who wants to tell him? And we played virtual rock, <laughs> paper, scissors for an hour. It's, it also means that, that meme from Frozen. I'm going to tell him. Don't you dare. <laughs> and then we decided to tell him. We all decided that instead we would just show him. <laughs> he still doesn't believe us. We just, we, I went to the article Kyle wrote on identity. We got ago. to the point we were considering actually asking Kyle to make a video for him. Um, but that's not the first time that's happened. There is a, there is a convention... That is a that is a, a an X convention. It has ceased to be. It has joined the choir invisible. Is that thought it was the only fandom convention who had a writing track. Oh, well, for Christ's sake, it's rain first, people. And here's what I'll say. The most of the convention didn't think that. It was one douche yeah. that thought that. It was one guy. So the one guy is on the mailing list. Uh, and I was staff at the time. Uh, I, I worked... Uh, hospitality so I got all the, the email lists and uh, the, the the man I will not say gentleman um, wrote uh, it was, someone was uh, suggesting that we try and get Tim Sussman because he hadn't been guest of honor at any furry cons and Common and Precious was a really good book and I think that was the year that Kyle was GOH. Yes, <laughs> and they asked him. They asked him in in, in the, the lounge where we ran because we were all working hospitality. Do you know how to get in touch with Tim Sussman? 
And Kyle kept that perfect, placid, straight face of his, except for the one thing that occasionally has this vein above his one eye brow that just kind of throbs when someone says something so stupid that he's tapping into his extra-dimensional storage of patience. Yeah, he is the avatar of human patience. I've said that probably on the air before. Yes, uh, you have. Oh, 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 okay, so I've said that before. I, I remember because I contradicted you when I said that Jackie was, but then you said no, it's actually. This happened, and this man responded with, Tim Sussman is actually the game of Kyle, go to the public list. At which point, uh, other staffers are going, Gene, Gene, this is not a thing that is public knowledge or supposed to be public knowledge. Could you not please out people's fucking pen names? What did I do wrong? I don't know what I did wrong. You insisted. That's what you did wrong. (laughs) Stop that. Stop, Stop your existence, bitch. Um, it's just... Yeah, that wasn't... The, <laughs> uh, noises. Unintelligible noises. Mm-hmm. We oh. have yet to hit the maudlin wave. Did you, okay, so... This is, this oh, is, gosh, now we're about to hit the maudlin wave. Mm-hmm. We're going to hit the maudlin wave. Uh, did you see what Rob tweeted during our panel? Uh, uh, Matryoshka dog? Uh, Rob Baird, did you, yeah. did you guys see it? It was the uh, it was the writing tech and formatting panel. Oh, I, I read it to you. Yes. So, so uh, he he tweeted it, and I, I I'm going to read it from here because it's just like it's one of those things that I can't like I can never remember because it just it was off the cuff and it's kind of weird. Like I don't know why I said it because uh, I was talking about M dashes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said. No spaces. The words are joined at the hip. And dashes are like a magic pipe of sideways crazy thinking. <laughs> and I, you're not wrong. I, I'm, well, when I write them, it's not. Because my characters are all, like, in the narrative. So they're all like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and this happened. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I do that a lot more than I do the, the Stephen King thing of, um, of uh, uh, like... Paragraph like paragraph leading to a word, hard break, italic the real thought, hard break back to the word the character is going to say, kind of like you know, deny what you're thinking. Just any any interruption. That's really what an end dash is. It's mm-hmm. an interruption, whether it is an interruption in dialogue, an interruption in the prose to make an important point, or an interruption yeah. He's running away, get him! But, okay. but I have Start a math it. question. You're going to ask me a math question on this podcast? Yeah. You've already discussed math on the podcast anyways. Fine. Precedent. I've already told them the joke you've heard. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Actually, I had one of my staff members ask me a, a math question about fursuit badges. About what? My fursuit badge. Okay. So uh, my fursuit badge is the square root of negative one. Yes. So would that be before or after zero? You hurt. He hurts. No, no, no. Because they're telling me that technically I'm after zero. The complex plane does not satisfy the axioms of well ordering. Ta da! <laughs> I am done. <laughs> <laughs> is All it, right. Is that, 
Is that the math equivalent of a mic drop? Yes. Basically, yes. Yes. Because right. I haven't caught up on his podcast, which is a wonderful podcast. I'm sorry, not his, not his podcast. His YouTube series, Math and Tea, because Math and Tea, I actually send that to my coworkers, specifically so when they question my weird math skills, they understand where I get some of them. Yeah. From from my, my favorite math mammal, who is also the harshest and cruelest editor in the completeness of uh, if people think I'm cruel and obnoxious about grammar, and we really need to do a grammar panel again. <laughs> you would uh, like, apparently your rants. You you're, when you start telling people about how evil I am about grammar, you like light up with joy in your face. <laughs> telling what a sadist I am. Yes, you know. Yes, yes I, I do. Think, I think someone could make it happen where you had a forum in which to do a grammar panel a year from now. But 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 few will tell you that when I write my own first drafts, that my grammar is atrocious. That's true. Basically, <laughs> everyone. But if you give me something to edit and you're, and you're trying to get published in my books, oh, comma spices. Mm-hmm. Delicious, tasty comma spices. You eat them in the yeah, lab. I have a story that someone sent me, though, that I meant to send to you. They actually tried including uh, equations in order to calculate light, light speed travel in their story for a fang submission. <laughs> and I wanted to send you the six pages of math they sent along with me as a proof that they were right. But since you were busy working on working working on something, I sent it to my next favorite math person, my younger sibling who worked for who used to work for CERN. His response is, "Can we just kill them now?" <laughs> Answer: Yes. I did that without having to read any of it. <laughs> Ta-da. That's why you're in the field. Yes. Um, yes. But I, I wanted to share that math moment with you because oh, you. someone trying to write math and saying, "Well, he's just a writer. No one will notice." Like, I will contact my a pangolin and get an answer. And and, and again, um, if, if you think, "Oh, no one will notice this," the people who are like are higher up have experts of some sort. They will find them. They'll make a way. So I just, <laughs> just severed Slip's finger with a, with a fidget spinner. Um, so if, if you're going to depart, I think we'll pause and save again um, so that that, okay. that can happen. Right. I am set to depart. All right. Goodbye, Fugue. Transporting away. Um, some of you have never worked with me before, and some of you think I'm a complete prick and would work with me multiple times. It's pretty much even down the row in this room, by the way. So I'm gonna let, so ask me questions because I wanted to talk about Fang since I finished it. And so Tiran actually brought up the dedication page in his public in the publication, the submit and publish panel. No. No. Oh, okay. I thought that might have, I thought that might have come because that was the extended submit and publish panel. Oh, the post the submit and publish panel. I'm actually curious what he said if someone wants to tell me. Wasn't there only me? I don't. I think it came up. It wasn't really. Go ahead, TJ. Oh, I was just. No. I was curious how it came up. Be the better question. Um, the extent that I know is that the horrible, horrible situation that happened was that your dog died, and the dedication came up, and that was really the extent of it. Is the fact that. The extent and the, the the extent of the dedication and the publication, the image there. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, in previous years, I let all the authors write dedications to their stories instead, and this time I decided, nope, sorry, I win. Um, and so this year, I decided to shorten it to all of you because I wanted to be selfish. So that, that will not happen again. And I will no, 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 no. have your dedications next year. Hey, so, you know, so, absolutely. 
you have you completely had the right to do oh. that, and we completely support it. But it brings me to a point about this book when I went to you and like, this is supposed to be about paradise. Can you please teach your authors what paradise is? Because eighty percent of them are about death. <laughs> because they're so the final story I, I want to tell actually there's a couple stories about this book that I want some of the authors to hear the last story in the book uh, remind me of the title please dear since you're looking through it empty mm-hmm. oh the last they story in empty empty yes. okay so this story came in and this, this story comes in and it's approximately just over a thousand words and so I'm immediately sitting there in my inbox when I get it and I'm going well this is going to suck is this the one you sent to me over Telegram and said, read this now? Yes. yes. Oh, he was getting, he was polling the closest oh, people I in his life. I printed every single one of your stories, by the way, on paper, because there's something magical about the scent of red ink smiting the page. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it was also easier for me to speed read, um, because I did read, I read all 41 submissions in three hours. I hate you all. <laughs> And the last story in the book is, it's just over a thousand words, and I'm like, well, this is gonna be shit. Because the last time someone sent me a thousand word submission, it was garbage. And I'm using that as a professional editing of it was, I think this is my first story, and I want it published, and Fang is, Fang is where I can get my porn published, and it was garbage. But this one, I open it, and I read it, and I get to, I read from Holden, I blink a couple times, I read it again, because it was so short, I read it a third and fourth time, and I start handing it off to people in the house, and I send it to Spark. I'm like, there's one mistake in the entire story. There's a, there's a that that should be a witch. But everything else is absolute perfection. And it's a story, when you guys finally get to reading it, 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 it is a person having sex with the ghost of their dead lover, and it is their dead lover coming to get them to take them to the afterlife. And, and that is the paradise, and I end the collection with it. Because I decided that the final story should, should follow the model of Slip Wolf's famous story from Fang 5. I called it. But it was, it was you. Yeah, that was voice. That was oh, voice. voice. That was voice. <laughs> All you Canadians look the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> With your flapping heads and your politeness. But it, was, it, was so, it was following Hey, buddy. I read all your stories for you. But um, it was following the tradition of how I like to end Fang, which is a big gut twist. But. Um, but yes, and so there was a thousand word story at the end of Fang, and Tyrion got it, and Tyrion kind of went, can you please tell them that Paradise does not involve dying? Well, and as one of, as one of the other editors that he kind of like handed this story off to to say, kind of read this uh, when I'm in the house, I'm like, because I'm in the same boat that he is. Normally, if you receive a story that is only a thousand words for something that could be up to 10,000, it's up to 15,000, Normally, that story is just going to be, oh, God, oh, this is going to be terrible. And no, I just start reading it and I'm like, this is amazing. This person simply had a succinct story to tell and did it really well. So, so you can do it. You just have to knock it out of the park. In the, friends of, in the words of my, my old friend Quilly, I could, in fact, clop to this. <laughs> uh, now, I, would, I would like to interject something here. You, you can fully thank me for that being submitted to you because Faye was not going to do it and I talked him into it. So when, when, please tell me that when he got the acceptance letter, he fainted. He was, he was very thrilled. He was the second story submission I received for the year and he sat in my inbox. Because the first, second person who submitted, submitted 27 times. 
So I want to just tell these stories, so I'm just going to get to talk to you guys. You want to tell stories. I was um, not going to use names. I was at a uh, convention fairly recently where Nadez was at. The one writing panel, oh, no, sorry. I wasn't there. You weren't there. No. I talked to you about it. Yes. I'm not going to drop names or convention names because there was really only one writing panel there. Um, yeah, that panel was a thing. <laughs> was, was it a thing you would describe with the word cluster somewhere in that description? Yes. <gasps> um, fuck it. BLFC? Oh, well, that's because BLFC is a con about having fun, not about learning anything. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with there's that, per se. That, but their focus is having fire. So there was about one writing panel there. So now I completely understand some of the rudeness that happens in your writing and listening to you, to you talk. <laughs> He's also had a lot. Oh, that's nice. I say this with all the love and compassion in the world that I have. <laughs> about this all. He has he has drunk down the writer's I tears. Might. It was, I when Ash sent me, Ash sent it to me, because he, I, I, I was talking to him, and I, and I had apologized again, uh, because um, I didn't even, I didn't even ask Ash for an extension, uh, because I knew I wasn't going to do it, wasn't going to get it done. I had asked Mary Loud for an extension on Roar Eight, and then I failed, and I failed to submit to Fang, and I had been apologizing off and on to Ash uh, repeatedly, and he said. It's fine, because I have, like, every story I have is amazing. I said, really? He said, yeah, read this right now. And he sent me the last story. And after I managed to stop ugly crying, <laughs> I managed to compose myself. And then the next day, I was riding along, Angie was driving us somewhere in my car, and I pulled it up again. You know how hard it is in a 2003 Nissan Sentra to hide the fact that you are sobbing like a child from the person who is driving when you're in the passenger seat? Because I sure do. So I actually read that story to Bandit. I'm weird. All of your stories got read to the dog. Every single story in this version got paragraphed right to the dog. And actually, the person who really picked your stories wasn't me, it was actually Bandit. He picked all the stories. Mostly because when I started reading some of them from the slush pile, if he ran away, I didn't bother. Because it just when he's like, I can hear that daddy's disgusted, I don't want to hear the rest. Um, which is weird, yeah, the dog helped me pick out all the stories. Uh, except for one, because the one person was a little late on getting it submitted. But it wasn't their fault, it was actually Gmail that put it in my spam filter they were actually on time. Um, but I think, so I said on Twitter, I was never gonna tell you every, all of you who my favorite was, because that would just be mean if I, if I had to pick a favorite from all my children, because you're all pretty. Um, <laughs> um, the actual favorite story for the collection is that they're actually, they're, and I'm actually doing, there isn't actually a favorite this year because everybody wrote their own interpretation of Paradise so wonderfully. And then I compared it to Roar. Everyone in Roar is like, it's all sunshine and rainbows and happiness. The, the art the art was great on Fang um, the, the, oh the, this year. God, yes. um, Jack did an amazing job. The one thing I will say is that the cover of Fang is so bright and happy, and the <laughs> fucking cover of fucking Roar is 
fucking sex, except there's no bits showing. So, now, actually, do you remember I came up with that? He's like, the fact that so the covers are reversed this year. Yours is sweet and fantastical and beautiful, and Mary's is a, they're about to fuck. Yeah, I really <laughs> want to read this story that's it's, the cover. It's Kyle. Kyle. It's Kyle. That's why. Oh, okay. He scrubbed it. He scrubbed the sex from it. Well, what's, we, let's get the. Him. I want to read the remastered copy. Um, I don't remember. The, the director's got it. It's in as Tim. Okay, because he said he was talking to Mary in the uh, in the in the Furry Riders Guild Slack, and he's like, he's like, well, he's like, that was weird because I looked and saw it under one name in the book, and I was like, wait, what? Because because <laughs> I had written it as an erotic story. And then I had then I took out the sex and it was <laughs> and it was supposed to go under the other name and then I wasn't sure which so, I had. Um, yeah that, that that's that. Um, that. Does anyone want to hear the story of the guy who submitted twenty times? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. So I, I, I love. By the way, the reason I love talking so much to all of you people is I miss all of you. I used to get to see you all and talk about writing endlessly, and now I have to go put out fires for people who can't understand their ass from hole in the ground. No, here's, I'm, I'm going to preface your story about this with one important statement because it is um, it has multiple meanings when I say this statement. Because the library is now open and reading is fundamental. So actually, you're all here, which means you all read, most of you read my submission requirements. Right. Mm -hmm. So were they complicated? No. no. In, <laughs> inform, I informed you that I wanted you to put, you know, subject that says submission, the title of your story, and the approximate word count, right? Subject line, makes sense. And I wanted basic information. I didn't care how you put it in there. I needed it in this order. Did it one year you actually specify a font? I did. <laughs> I, I remember it was like, I'm going to submit it, and I read the description in the last minute. There's a specific font. Crap, I have to change the font. I mean, I went and changed the font. And, and you have them do comic stands, you bastard. No, no. I have a joke. I have a joke. Courier knew. Because I was in the plot. <laughs> it was just it was, uh, it was welcome to Uncle Asher's old time submissions. <laughs> so you guys were the submissions. It was I need this information. Then in your email, I need you to include your real name, your pen name, a two sentence summary of your story, and what the fuck the title is. And the title of your story should in fact be the file name, because you know it's sometimes helpful. So let's go with submission one. Submission. An attachment. That's it. The name of the file is submission.rtf. Oh, that sounds like a story for uh, Little Alpha. See, my response goes to what you complained about on Slack. That was submissions eight. That was submissions sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. Because I tried to explain to it. So the guy eventually, we go back and forth on this, and I explained that I please try again. I have never seen this man be nicer to someone he is not. Why? That would imply that I, I'm nice to that I that I haven't slept with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you literally handheld him. Oh, I did. I actually for three weeks. I actually walked him through. He like, well, I can't find the submission guidelines on the site. So I took a screen cap, and, <laughs> and then I put that there. Like, I don't understand. And then I annotated them with colored font. <laughs> Did I provide an example from one of your submissions, from one of you? These are still wrong. They're closer. So he puts the cover letter in the file for the story it attaches. I'm like, I even know. You are so close. <laughs> Just try again. I archived the entire conversation set, and then I sent it to uh, 
to Tim Gold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or is it Kyle Sussman? <laughs> and so the guy actually, I, I talked, I'm like, okay, you may contact me on Telegram and you may just, I email, I'm like, okay. I email him and I, he emails me back and it's been three days. Three long days. And the reason I remember exactly which three days it is, it is right after Bandit was diagnosed with IBD. So I'm not in the best of moods. I've just come back from a $2,000 vet bill. I'm not exactly a happy person. And he emails me with how rude and disrespectful I am being for not having answered him in three business days. And how I need to be more responsible and respectful. Oh, child! I have, I have just learned that my I have just learned that my dog is dying, is going to die eventually. In the next, in my had a high chance of dying. I have just paid two thousand dollars for a vet visit. I am now forced feeding him pills twice a day. I am not in a pleasant mood. Fine, contact me. I'm done emailing. Please contact me on Telegram. I do have to ask: Is this particular person blacklisted? No, I don't want to see what horrible thing you're going to come up with next time. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great idea. I love it. I love the, I, I love the way always, you think you, you can fix stupid. <laughs> the kid has some modicum of potential talent, maybe in about 20 years. <laughs> but, but, but he submitted it, and the grand total was about 26 submission attempts. And I, I just couldn't look away. And, and then I finally decided to read the story. <laughs> I think you should it was not it was not the worst story ever submitted to the, the anthology <laughs> the worst one actually belonged to somebody who uh, all right uh we're back uh and ash ash has a has an announcement regarding fang uh for everybody so let's all take a listen shall we oh yeah so the theme for fang 9 will be announced in august after i've had some break from Amplicon. Unimaginable <laughs> dick. <laughs> Is the theme Evil trolls? Actually, no, the, her theme first. Will, the theme will not be the same theme as uh, Roar, as we found out this year that this is just a catastrophe because we have two very different ideas of theme. It's nothing against Mary. Mary has wonderful themes, and I have we just we have different styles how we want. But the theme I'm actually going to do is I'm going to do a geog- I'm going to do a uh, theme around a different topic. I've done Vegas, I've done Victorian era, I've done Best Frenemies, but that wasn't actually mine. That was somebody else's theme I inherited. Um, and then this year we did Paradise. So I think the themes, that are, there are th- three themes currently in the running, um, which is uh, Post-Apoc is one. Um, Communist Future is two. I might not do post-apoc because somebody else has one of those anthologies coming out, so I'm probably not going to do that one. There's communist future because I love things, and then the third the third theme is the no theme of let's just see what the hell you people come up with. So the the final announcement will be the heat so, theme. So free for all sports board. Yes, it, it <laughs> might say that to me, huh? You know what I'm capable of? Do it. D- do it. I'm gonna be do it guy. Do it. Do it. What you wrote? Okay. Please, please tell me if I'm wrong. You wrote a story way back several years ago called "Unconditional," unconventional, right? Right. Right. About the the convention of, of that was in a furry world. It was a convention of people who their costuming was other species, right? Yeah. Okay. I still love that story. Anyway, sixty percent nonfiction. Oh, cool. Actually, the actual theme I didn't find on this color, but. Uh, 
Um, the theme, uh, this this year's theme is actually going to be uh, forbidden love, and I want to do. I want authors to submit stories based off of challenging social, exploring challenging social mores in history or contemporary things. So, interspeciesism as a reference for uh, interracial marriage. Um, honestly, mm-hmm. like, like just I would prefer so I prefer we not do the LGBTQIA thing for that being your issue. I'd like the issue to be something more interesting in the story, but it's really going to be forbidden love as the general theme for this. Bless story. you. My nice. podcast will be topical. And, and so, <laughs> hi there. You all have a preview, and all the special deadlines are going August. Forbidden love. I, I actually, um, before we wrap it up. I do plan on, I, I've, I've been talking to, to a couple of people because I wanted to do a podcast on the topic uh, like of dealing with, it, depending on the people, difficult issues, real world issues through furry writing. And because um, I've talked about this with several people, Zootopia actually isn't a good racism metaphor. It's a good bigotry metaphor. I would say it's a good classism metaphor. And it is, but it is not a good racism metaphor. And the reason being um, that the people who are being discriminated against are actually a threat. Yes. The predators are a threat. So I want to talk more about that, but like, uh, you guys can't see me on the internet, but you can tell by my voice probably, and if you've met me, you know that I am melanin challenged, uh, and I don't want to like wade into that without people of color on the podcast to take the lead. So when I can arrange a remote podcast, I've got two people to talk with me about that and mostly I'm going to let them talk. Um, so that'll be really fun and it, if I can get it done before, like well before Fang submissions deadline, I, I'll have a topical podcast. It'll be great. As opposed to me just like, this sounds interesting. I'll talk about this for 30 minutes. Oh, and in the long tradition of Fur Planet, I thought like I'm actually putting something in myself so screw you all, the cover's mine. <sighs> You've worked hard these last several years. Cheers. And for those of you who went to RAR with me, you know exactly what horrible story. I oh have. no! Oh God, no! That one? Oh, oh no! Oh. oh, that hurts. It is time. For those who don't, who are on the podcast listening, this story is involving uh, some of my token characters from a story called Dinner Theater in in Will Be Alpha Volume One. Center of the book. Buy my book. Buy my book. I know reaching. The, I don't get any money for it, but buy my book. Um. And involves token characters and what happens when the in-laws are experiencing dementia. <laughs> this is gonna rip my fucking guts out, and I can't. Wait to, <laughs> I can't wait to read the new edition. This, this, this is a story that will cotton drift you. Look up cotton drifting, Google it, and uh, hate me later. And you're welcome for introducing you to that. Or yes. <laughs> All right, so we've lost some people along the way. It's late. I'm going to kill the recording, and uh, so we can all say goodbye. So for everybody here at Anthrocon 2017 on uh, teeth and typefaces, uh, (laughs) excrement writers articulate. (laughs) Cheers and good fucking night. Cheers. Cheers.